Coming up now, it is the New Year Celebration Bash of the Century. <laughs> Vegan Radio. <laughs> Hell yes. Yep. You're Bringing you another like year of nouns, verbs, adjectives, all about veganism. We're going to change your life one meal at a time. Yes, it's a new year. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing with this new year? It's I don't know. It seems like <clears throat> uh, the more things change, the more things stay the same, I say. Yeah, I guess that's true. Except uh, this is our first show without Megan Shackelford, who what? is preparing frantically for her what? trip to India. Well, where she will be gone for three months, six months. I don't know how she's going to be preparing right now when she's totally distracted by feelings of guilt not being here. <laughs> I know. And uh, she's going to be like trying to find a guru over there or something. Oh, well, you know, you don't have to try. They just uh, show up. Yeah, when the when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Mm-hmm. I guess India must be ready for Shackelford. Could be. She's going to take that place over. It could be, you know. It's a melding of east and west. Whenever uh, someone from here goes there, someone from there comes here. New things happen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so today's show, we have uh, Will Tuttle, who is the um, leading spiritual voice of veganism these days, I believe. The only one I hear According about. to the uh, vegan polls on certain websites. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Who's more spiritual? Will Tuttle? It's a spiritual showdown in vegan land uh, I think uh, we'll, Well, we'll see how Will fares We're going to put him to the we're gonna time of challenge the, th- Put you through the ringer <laughs> Because uh, Megan's not here tonight And she's your biggest fan mm-hmm. And so So if she were here If we- she was here She'd be talking all that stuff with you but instead, you got me in Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> Clueless. <laughs> Clueless. Buddhist, atheist, shamans of the <laughs> 2009. Anyway, we're meandering. <clears throat> I guess so. Let's start smoothing out the rough spots. Yes, we got to tighten up our ship here, as they say. You want to do news or something? News? Sure. I got this news. It's pretty sick. Pretty gross. Pretty nasty. American fast food chain Burger King is marketing... A men's fragrance with the scent of meat. We should have some kind of scent. The actual scent there. of meat or the stuff that they add to their meat to make it smell more like Burger King meat? Called Flame. The company says the spray is the scent of seduction with a hint of flame-broiled meat. Ah. <laughs> Remember your first time behind the abattoir? <laughs> the scent is on sale through a website that features a variety of romantic images but no actual burgers. Oh, yes, I went to the site. They have, like, mm-hmm. um, a, a man pouring champagne into a glass held by a woman. Uh-huh. Well, you just see their hands, <clears throat> the man hands. Okay. And uh, <clears throat> and the character uh, – and then, then this, this news story says there's also the character, the Burger King, is also seen reclining almost naked in front of a log fire with whipped cream. Well, like on a bearskin rug or something? I have no idea. Well, that's I couldn't find the creepy. image. I was looking around the website because <laughs> I was really excited about it. But I heard it was creepy. Uh, so uh, more more of this trying to equate grilled meat with manliness. I, I don't know. I think it's sort of audacious just, you know, let's promote everything like as audaciously and disgustingly as we can. And let's just see who hooks on yeah. to this uh, crazy ship of ours. And uh, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> setting a new standard for, for kitsch in the new millennium. Well, we're looking forward to the uh, McDonald cologne that'll be out soon after, I'm sure. Uh, yes, Ronald. Ronald. <laughs> the smell of death <laughs> permeates your body and attracts the carry-on of society to you. I don't know. I think that's what the red and yellow suit does. Scott, did you know that three is a magic number? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, it is. Three, oh, it's the magic number. Yeah, it is. It's the magic number. 2009, did you know that nine is uh, three times three? 
Yeah. And isn't it like three squared too? Three squared. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to. Uh, oh, we have to do our shout outs to Ben and Sarah. Oh, yeah. Out in uh, Waltham. Yeah. Rocking it with Vegan Radio tonight. Yep, they hosted us for a wonderful liquid breakfast. Yep, they gave us our uh, transition into the New Year vegan liquid food for the day. <laughs> Got us back from Boston to Northampton. And uh, also, oh yeah, so shout out to Monica in New Orleans. Listening via satellite or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she, she was telling me last night about this uh, thing with Nine. Uh-huh. Since uh, it's 2009 now. Right. But if you like um, <clears throat> multiply nine or any multiple of nine, like say nine times three is 27. Yeah. And then two and seven make nine. Right. And then if like nine times, uh, what's nine times five is 45. That's right. Four and five make nine. Yeah. So then I was like Creepy. breaking that down in my mind today while we were driving back. I was like thinking about multiples of three and how that works. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems like they, like, rotate through, like, 3, 6, 9. So, like, 3 times 2 is 6. 3 times 3 is 9. Then, like, 3 times 4 is 12, which is 1 and 2, which is 3. Yes, then that's three true as well. 3 times 5 is 15, which is 1 and 5, which is 6. Right, which and is a multiple three of 3. 3 times 6 is 18. <laughs> 1, 8, 9. You're into numerology this year. I, I don't know. I've Like, math has always baffled me, but this 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 whole thing is just, like freaking with my mind man yeah that was one of the things i remember learning like around the time multiple multiplication tables came along they were wanted to like point that out isn't this cool it adds up to nine so you can always be sure like just by looking at a number if the digits do add up to nine it'll be divisible by nine or some multiple of nine so nines and, and threes are magic yeah and in base 10 they are we're down to two here at vegan radio so uh-huh. we have to get our new co-host temporary fill-in to get us back up to three so we can be magic again yeah this is feeling very i don't know i feel lonely without <laughs> i think i think megan like megan here. ratchets it up a notch uh-huh with her emphaticness mm-hmm. is that a word yeah it works for me <laughs> emphaticality actually the human language is supposed to reach uh or the english language is supposed to reach its one millionth word this year according to predictions right so maybe we can make up that word on vegan radio. Um, yes. We'll come up with a good substitute for it. I, I wonder if vegan sexual will get Meganality. added to the uh, dictionary this year. That's possibly. I think if we got some kind of like online uh, poll or something, some kind of signature gathering. Yeah. If it becomes big enough. I mean, right now it's kind of new, a New Zealand phenomenon. But yeah, we got to circulate it more. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we'll do so by tightening up our standards. we got to tighten up the ship. Can you hear me, listeners? Mm-hmm. 2009. <laughs> what you got, Scott? Some I news? You got you. some news? Well, uh, did you know that um, Woody Harrelson got married? Got married? Yeah. And he didn't invite us? No. Damn. He had a festive Hawaiian wedding. Hawaiian? Hawaiian. Yep. And... Uh, all vegan. Was he wearing his um, hemp? I've heard he has a hemp uh, tuxedo. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Um, if it's an older one, maybe he had the holes patched. Yeah, maybe he got a new one <laughs> just for his wedding. <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, yeah, so there you go. He uh, got married. I just wanted to mention it. Another cause... vegan off the market. Yep. Sorry, folks. Girls Sorry. and boys. Fans Scott's of, still available, though. Of Woody. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be discussing that today. No? Okay. Um, it's a secret. And here's some other good news. Yes, teenagers who undergo gastric bypass surgery are often immediately relieved of type 2 diabetes. Say what? That's right. Gastric bypass surgery resolves diabetes in teens. What, what, what is that? That is when they um, cut like out a, a part of your stomach or, you know, and have uh, things kind of bypass the stomach to go straight to your intestines. And uh, so you can't eat as much, basically. And uh, and your digestion is more, I guess, probably sped up or something. But uh, apparently it relieves uh, type 2 diabetes, which uh, says this here is usually related to obesity and is being diagnosed with alarming frequency in American children. Usually related to an animal protein-based diet? Um, yep, certainly. Uh, overindulgence in things like milk and, 
and dairy and uh, cheese and things like that seems to contribute a lot. Fatty foods, just not not a balanced diet, not a lot of activity. Um, but yeah, this is happening more and more. So now uh, there are obviously other ways to deal with it. If you're getting to the point of gastric bypass surgery, you know, um, wind back the clock, <laughs> start <laughs> go back to thing, 2001, you know, like, and would you rather go vegan or have your colon bypassed? I don't know, man. You know, for the would you, you rather gotta, go uh, vegan or have open uh, heart surgery? Well, some sometimes people say to me, uh, you know, if I go vegan, I'm going to be missing out on one of the greatest pleasures in life, which is uh, all the things I can eat. Um, yes, maybe that too. All the things I can eat, um, all these rich foods and things that are, you know, part of the pleasure of existence. Um, or which set the standard, I guess, for the pleasure of existence. It's a lie. It's the biggest lie. Um, the biggest lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So there you have it, uh, and you know there wasn't a lot of other news that I could pull. What about out. the pleasure of uh, raw avocado mousse. Oh, I do love the raw avocado mousse. I think that's a better pleasure than having my colon bypassed. Yeah, I don't know. You know, right now, lately, everything, anything that's sweet is just uh, betraying me. <laughs> I can't do sugar anymore. I'm sorry, sugar. Uh, I'm announcing it now. I'm gone off sugar. Scott's off sugar. Yeah. Uh, white flour the whole thing is just i don't know it's not working for me anymore no i've changed you know i think this is what we were talking about it last time the way that your bacterial balance changes in your intestines uh it's intestines. very it's very delicate oh yeah i'm saying all kinds of diabetes, diabetes intestines, in intestines components um yeah and uh there's it's just uh i don't know it, it's kind of strange <laughs> to be having to take follow the dictates of my body instead of like being like no you will eat this food i like what else you got for us that's pretty much it <laughs> really there, there, i didn't uh, find a lot of timely news maybe we could play a salute for uh, for megan megan if you're listening <laughs> this is our farewell tribute megan she don't eat She's one of them vegans. She's a sweet loving, sweet talking, loving And that's all right. Do you have any New Year's resolutions, Scott? I haven't specifically thought about it, but I think um, <laughs> I don't know. Is there? Can I resolve to turn off my brain for the entire year? Can, uh, you did that last year. You can't do it. Uh, Got to think up something new. I know. I get, I'm tired of using it or being used by it or whatever it is doing. Maybe <laughs> Will Tuttle will have the answers to our questions. Yes, this is a spiritual question. This is our spiritual show. You know, how do I, uh, you know, get out of my car without getting out of my car? Kind of is the <laughs> question. <laughs> can I get out from behind the wheel but stay in the car? Can I be a, pa- yeah, what's going on? I mean, can we use analogies like that in spiritualism? So, uh, Will Tuttle is also a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we have one of his CDs here, Ocean Prayer. Love the title. Ocean Prayer, original piano music by Will Tuttle. I was thinking we'd, we would use some of this music to transition when he uh, comes on the phone. Here's one called Falling Gently with Rain. And I want to take this moment, Scotty, <laughs> to tell you how much it means to me to have you here with me. Thank you, Derek. That, that means a lot. Your glowing <laughs> radiance just uh, really fills this studio with a special feeling. Oh. And if you weren't so far away, I'd be holding your hand right now. (laughs) (laughs) You're making me blush on radio. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, thank you, Derek. As long as we're having this moment. (laughs) I just say how much I appreciate your uh, welcoming me to the studio every every show. (laughs) To contribute. I think think if we stick tight together, we can make it through without Megan. Yeah? Yeah. I hope you're right. It's going to be hard. It's going to be a transition. Yeah. 
So all you listeners out there, we are looking for a new uh, co-host for our show. Oh, mm-hmm. want to get that? Sure. So uh, if you think you got it in you to be the next vegan co-host of Vegan Radio to help us take this into a new era, a new spiritual grounding for our show here. We're going to tighten up. We're going to become more professional. And uh, things are going to be beautiful. Uh, there's a listener who, uh, who goes just by the name of uh, MS. MS? And uh, <laughs> MS called in to say uh, she was enjoying our tender moment. Oh, really? And uh, I was too. Really hope there was more forthcoming of that kind of openness and honesty on the show. You don't really get that on the radio anymore, you know? I know. It's Especially all Especially with two men, you know? I mean, yeah. if we're wearing the flame cologne, do you think we could really connect like this? I'm not so sure. I think, you know, wouldn't the smell of meat put us into, like, a, some kind of frenzy? Yeah, we'd, like, be salivating and <laughs> trying to beat each other up to dominate the show or something. Yeah. I don't know. you got to wonder. The psychological effects of smells are pretty uh, profound. I know. Uh, I suppose part of it is they're relying on the fact that as children you develop all these like fond memories and attached to smells especially. And uh, so all the kids who grew up going to Burger King will smell that and be like, yeah, you know, a, a Whopper would be really good right about now. <laughs> with cheese. I don't know. Maybe they have a flame with cheese as well. <laughs> I'd like to have uh, any um, of you meat-eating weirdos out there that try this flame cologne if you could call into our show and let us know how it works for you mm. and even if you're not a weirdo well if you're wearing flame cologne <laughs> you're definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, uh, you know another thing I suppose I comment on with the kind of stuff that's going around I um, occasionally I go on the internet and um, I check out forums and news stories and, and somehow I got sucked into the <clears throat> the the animal agriculture press, uh, in particular Capital Press is one website. Um, they're talking about uh, a campaign which is ongoing uh, where uh, farmers want to have a dialogue with um, ordinary folks like you and me uh, to make I'm us feel ordinary. better about the way that animals are treated, uh, to help you understand that as farmers they care very much about their animals. And uh, there is an emotional connection there. Um, you know, it's a, it's a something to consider, uh, but at the same time, I think the campaign is somewhat cynical. Uh, yeah, you have the emotional connection that you have to disconnect when you slaughter the animal. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, the arguments for it. For it I mean, it's clearly just it's try to make people feel better about eating meat. The industry has to survive. It wants to thrive. It wants to sell more. Um, I'm going to take the industry down. You know, so I, if it were, uh, I mean, the thing is, it's not a dialogue for you and me. <laughs> oh. It's not a dialogue for people who are interested in um, the bigger question of animal welfare or animal uh, warfare or whatever you want to call it. Uh, Abolition. Yep. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm, I guess what I'm trying to do is maybe open up a little bit of that, at least in the forums, if not, you know, if not in the official forums that are being uh, opened up by the. Uh, Conversations on Care, I think is the name of the campaign. Uh, Conversations on Care campaign. Uh, I'm sure it's got a charming serial number as well. Um, (laughs) And uh, so if you want to look into that, comment yourself. Uh, Maybe bring your own voice to the the conversation. Uh, You can check it out. Capital Press. They make it sound so nice. Conversations of Care. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, fb.org is a farm blog, another place you can comment. Um, but yeah, these, this is sort of some of the stuff that's going on in the wake of uh, Proposition 2 passing in California. Uh, and they're seeing it as a, as a boon, as a, as a potential uh, boon for, uh, you know, propaganda. Uh, <laughs> Who's seeing it I was going to say, I was going to say... Uh, it's like the, um, <laughs> the animal agriculture industry sees it as a boon uh yeah well an opportunity you know to uh help the public to 
understand feel better about their complicity and uh, massive slaughter operations going on. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, enslavement, confinement, rape, torture. Yeah, and then violent <laughs> death. Yeah, the, my I mean, my my essential argument is simply: if you really want to help animals, farm animals, other animals, animals that rely on land that's being chewed up for farmland uh, and all that, just don't eat them. Uh, or, you know, at least eat fewer. Do your best. At least eat none. Um, and I don't think it's a controversial argument, but, um, you know, I was sneeringly called a vegetarian. <laughs> sneeringly? Mr. Latine is clearly a vegetarian. Oh, you, um, you got your own comments on there. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah, I kind of, uh, I, I enjoy being countered by stuff that's kind of like boilerplate <laughs> demonization uh, source code. They should have an open source <laughs> version of the talking points uh, generator or something. But yes, it, it's um, it's pretty strange, you know, because uh, what can you do? You know, I, I'm not a bad guy. No, yes, you are. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. You're lying. No, I'm not. Um, so I don't know. It's uh, it's a, it's a crazy thing, and you know? I mean, if you get into the internet at all <laughs> and start posting this stuff, uh, you can get invested in it, get a little stressed, you know, lose sleep over it. Uh, how to, how to approach it with both a sense of humor and a sense of detachment, and yet at the same time also with some seriousness, because these are, you know, this is the the culture. Um, you know, there's not one culture versus another. It's it's us all trying to open up to our each other's ideas and understand each other's values. And, uh, you know, I care about farm families. I care about the people who are involved very much. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, well, obviously. Some of them might find it kind of condescending. I'm sorry. Obviously, we don't <laughs> want people to be I understand. homeless um, and all that. <clears throat> yeah, obviously. We want to um, help transition to a plant-based agricultural economy. Yeah. and Maybe more localized, community-based, yeah. community-oriented Right now, I think that that on the other on this other side, uh, people are. I don't know if they really believe it, but they, they'll say that. Uh, well, we're just trying to make laws passed that would abolish animal agriculture, and uh, force everyone to stop eating meat. And uh, obviously, that's not our aim. Uh, it, it's really it's all about awakening. This is Howard Lyman, the Mad Cowboy, author of No More Bull. Listening to Vegan Radio on WXOJLP Northampton. Remember, doing nothing is not an option. It's great to hear that, Howard. I think that was the first piece uh, of the show promos. What do you did. think about that? Doing doing nothing is not an option. Absolutely right. You know what is our duty in this in these times as uh, people who have awakened to. At least to this, uh, what is happening to animals and and as an extension to the whole planet. Well, as with everything, uh, knowledge brings responsibility. Once you are aware of what the effects of your actions are, uh, if you don't like them, uh, your only option is to change your actions. And that's the, that's the political truth. Um, that's how you make change in the world. So it's like that Michael Jackson song? <laughs> start with the man in the mirror. You can start with the man, woman, child, or gender, a non-specific person in the mirror. Yeah, go from there. I think it's tough. There's there's a lot of vegans out there that I know that uh, are just like quiet vegans, kind of keep to themselves, do their thing. Mm-hmm. And some of them have influences on other people, and some of them are kind of closet vegans. Yeah, well, actions do speak very loudly, and um, I think there's, you know, there's no way you can uh, take steps for people, open their doors for them. You just have to point them in the right general direction, you know, put a blindfold on them, spin them around, and kind of hope that they wander in the right direction, and don't get too upset if they meander. They'll get there eventually. Right, right, but but as a vegan, what do you think uh, the responsibility is? Should we... Oh. Should we be out there like <laughs> being vegan activists? Uh, well, it, you know, it, if you feel the impulse, I mean, you're going to do it. Um, and that's the thing. It, it goes from being sort of an abstract concern, and then at some point uh, 
you find yourself having to act, something just uh, gets you so much that you can't ignore it anymore. Or, uh, you know, just something grows in yourself. You're invited and you just really want to say, yes, yes, I'll go to that protest or, you know, I'll definitely sign that thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there are there are other ways of influencing uh, people to think about veganism besides, you know, the obvious protests and um, letter writing and things. Right. Well, in the, it's if you're talking about the quiet vegans who uh, simply uh, live simply, I mean, that's I think that's a huge, huge thing. I think that they probably have more influence than maybe anybody. Yeah, well, I'm I'm thinking like, how do you bring veganism into your life to be like what I'd like to think of as a engaged vegan hmm. <clears throat> kind of. Um, you know, there's there's lots of things you do in your life that aren't related to your veganism, but. Hmm. Being a vegan, that kind of permeates your whole being in some ways, you know. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it colors everything, uh, and and it, it, once you start thinking about, oh gosh, you know, what is what is my getting this thing off the shelf going to do? <laughs> uh, everything starts to look different. Packaging. I mean, I, I just think it's a it's a gradual and, con- and constant awakening process, uh, and it's not comfortable entirely. Uh, nor should it be. Uh, never, it's never comfortable <laughs> to look at the world as it is and go, oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, and and also, ha- I think that yeah, I think to a large extent, developing ourselves spiritually to have patience and to have fortitude uh, and to have some courage. I mean, those are the ultimate responsibilities, and everything else will follow from that. I think it's like that saying: <laughs> "Free your mind." Grant me the, the <laughs> I asked the serenity and the serenity, absolutely, courage, wisdom, all that. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, wherever you derive it from, uh, yeah. It, if it if it starts coming up in you, I mean, you hear stories of people who try veganism. It doesn't work for them, and you know they've not tried it. They've not really chosen it. They've it's been recommended or something. They haven't put their heart into it, and I don't know. It's it, that's the thing. It's Veganism itself is not something. It's it's the result of something. <laughs> Hi, this is Persia White. Any plugs for Earthlings? Of course, I want everybody to watch Earthlings. All you have to do is go to www.isawearthlings.com. Earthlings is an amazing documentary. Joaquin Phoenix does the narration, and it's a life-changing film. It's changed more people's lives than any other piece of literature or film that I've ever had in my hands as a vegan, so I recommend it for all of you that are trying to open the minds of friends and family. Uh, they will leave changed after watching Earthlings. It doesn't mean they're going to all become vegan, even though I've had a, a huge portion of them actually turning vegan immediately or vegetarian, um, but they will be changed, and sometimes the seed takes a minute to bloom in a person's heart and mind once they allow a concept in. And it might be five years from the date of watching that movie, or ten years. Um, but sometimes it's only five minutes, so give it a shot. So Charles Stride, people sound loud. Why should I hide? Only had a small taste. Now I just want all of you to know that being vegan isn't about just you. It isn't just about the animals. It's actually for the betterment of the planet, for the environment, for the consciousness of our entire human race, as well as. You know, just a nice thing to do. When you look at it, it's not really necessary anymore. I know that we, we're humans and we've come from a long history of being in caves and in the jungle and surviving on whatever we could get our hands on, but we don't really need to do that anymore. And it might take a moment to look into your heart or look into your mind and, and think a little more about the choices you make, but it is so worth it www.isawearthlings.com Thanks for listening to Vegan Radio. So I think food is a really good way to outreach to people. That's very practical. Vegan food. <laughs> yes, good If food. you can get really good at making a couple things, you know, mm-hmm. that you can bring to your, your non-vegan events. Hey, I had an idea. Huh? Since Will Tuttle might not be calling. Oh, yeah? Um, so you say. <laughs> let's 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 just have a spiritual show anyway. Yeah, maybe we could play some more Will Tuttle music, and maybe uh, we could ask each other spiritual questions. All right. <laughs> so Scott, tell tell us your spiritual background. You're a, 
alleged uh, atheist? Ah, uh, yeah. Well, what's all about that? Well, I'm trying to clarify what that means. <laughs> and perhaps some of Will's music will help. <laughs> but, um, all right. I'm trying on an intellectual position. I do this occasionally. <laughs> I'm trying on the intellectual position that there is uh, no uh, composite being outside, transcendent of, or separate from the universe called Gob. That, Gob? That... Um, takes a conscious that uh, needs to take a conscious uh, part in what's going on. However, <laughs> I'm also very much uh, convinced that uh, everything is essentially just kind of made of pure awareness. You can't get away from it. Uh, and on the other hand, uh, you know, we're also uh, kind of crazy the way that we're put together, the way our minds are. And so uh, sometimes the roundabout ways we have to get to ourselves are kind of crazy looking, uh, but they look a lot. They look like, a lot like what you'd expect, given the shape of the mind. They look a lot like religions, and they look a lot like uh, practices that kind of help you transcend that stuff. Uh, so my intellectual position on on atheism really comes down to the public um, forum, where people want to justify this and that based on who said what when or who is alleged to have said what, or it being God's law, which is unquestionable. Uh, I think that it's... it's Madness! It's, madness! Well, it's poison to intellectual discourse. Um, I would recommend you stay away from that microphone cord. Yeah. I'm going to keep playing with this pen because it's more safe. <laughs> it's li- less liable to cause mayhem. Play with it off to the side of it. <laughs> Can I shuffle papers? <laughs> uh, the wisdom of, of Buddha is, uh, you know, when asked on this question, is there or is there not a God? Um, he kept a noble silence, which I think is absolutely appropriate. So you think response? You feel that um, Buddhism and atheism can coexist? Uh, yes, most absolutely. Buddhism as a science of the mind. Um, well, I think I think just Buddhism as a realization of the of of your own nature and the nature of of things, not as separate. I think that when you start seeing that, you know, everything can be reduced down to you know, as it were, the one, uh, and even that can be reduced, uh, you know, that everything is conditioned and, and relative, co-relative in our everyday awareness. Um, and transcending that, getting past that, uh, sometimes it helps to practice lots of nonsense in your brain and just get yourself outside of it. That's great. Kind of get lost in the ether sometimes. I know. I mean, there's the thing I was brought up a Christian, uh, first as a Baptist, and then uh, in, as a Catholic. Well, Christianity is kind of like the uh, base of our culture, like a, some kind of mix of Christianity and capitalism. Uh-huh, yeah. Which I, I kind of think of, I've been thinking lately of like the human as a computer. <laughs> yeah, well, there you and go. The, and then the, these culture, the culture is kind of our operating system. Yeah. Maybe. To an extent. Yeah, we measure things against it oftentimes. And then, yeah, and then, like, there's these bad programs running in there. Yeah, we've talked about memes before, and that's that's the general idea. I mean, I was uh, definitely, I think that the the essence of Christianity, the golden rule uh, of loving others and of uh, not being lawmongers (laughs) and such, just for the sake of keeping, keeping rule and order, Allowing people to occasionally work on Sunday if they if they really feel the need, all these things that uh, Jesus himself as a rebelled against in his time, I think that uh, you know institutional religions uh, get so totally insular, and they, they completely and utterly lose the, the soul of what they're supposed to be about, and become uh, bases of power uh, for people to have influence and unfortunately they find themselves uh not able necessarily to back themselves in, up intellectually and so always back to the argument from authority uh and i think that this this new discourse that's happening i think uh, that's opening up more and more and certainly in great part due to the internet uh is i think going to make it possible for a, a better synthesis those people who feel really uh disserved by institutional religions um 
and really want to have be able to relate kind of to the world as it goes forward and and to new ideas and new observations new experiences that we're all having as a culture uh you know certainly <laughs> those people uh are going to be benefiting a lot from the from the growth of some of these new syntheses that are going on but at the same time synthesize lots of uh resistance at the same time because you know those last strongholds of like what coming? You know, I don't know why I believe it, but I do. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to stick to it because that's what we do. Um, <laughs> I, you know, hey, if it, yeah, you know, uh, the thing is that we all are yeah, at, at the heart, silent, idealists. It's all, you know, what we're trying to get to is not this, this tower of Babel <laughs> that we've built. Uh, that was going to bring us to God. It's, uh, it's you know, we've got to break down that tower. When that tower was destroyed, that was, you know, quote then unquote, I'll be God. That was the, that was that great, um, you know, story of how how to uh, get out of your tower, just crush it. All right. Well, on that note, let's have a little musical break. Give you guys a rest from all of our intellectual meanderings. <laughs> <laughs> and this is one on of our hours. favorite vegan bands of all time. Known as, what's the name, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. Beloved Vin. Oh, of course. Why vegan? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's 2009. This is Vegan Radio, WXO JLP, Northampton 103.3 FM, uh, Valley Free Radio. Uh, also podcasting at veganradio.com and Godcasting all over. <laughs> That's right. To a quantum radio near you. Just tune in your minds <laughs> and you will know the truth and you will be set free. Do you suppose there's anyone in Alpha Centauri listening to our show right now? Um, I, I don't know if I... Signals from our first show have quite reached it yet. No, uh, that's right. It's going to be like 60 years or something. We'll all be dead by the time they go vegan. Uh, maybe they are already. Oh, yeah. They'll be like, oh, we found our kindred spirits in the universe. Yeah. Maybe they, they, they got to the stage like us where, you know, they're like just a couple hundred years away from occupying another planet. You know, they jumped to another planet and they left behind their original one to the, as like a garden. Wouldn't that be cool? For us. <laughs> well, you know, for themselves and for the oh, for the rest of the uh, genetic uh, treasure that exist that would exist there. So, do you believe that there could be life on other planets? What? It's of course. Okay, there has to be. There has to be. Absolutely. How so? 
just uh, for one thing, the universe or universes have existed forever and uh, always will. And so, uh, you know, and what we're doing, what we are, is just a part of nature. Uh, it's what nature is for. How do you feel about the um, Taoist theory of mutual arising of everything? Uh, absolutely. Sure. You look at Genesis, it's the same idea. You know, um, I was thinking today about that old uh, question of what came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh-huh. But then I, I realized they both arose mutually. Absolutely. That in fact, what, well, whatever gave birth to the egg was less uh, like today's chicken than you know its forebears. But the thing is, there's no such thing as a chicken. You know, there's chickeniness, there's chicken essence, and we can say the pattern that has been going on is chicken. But as it evolves going forward, it's going to be, is it becoming more chicken or less chicken? You tell me. Pretty soon, it'll just be a cologne. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> but there it goes. Yeah, mutual arising. Well, that's also the idea of, um, you know, that existence uh, is kind of not there until it's looked at. Right. And There's no inside without the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, and it, you know, I think there's, certain, there's certainly plenty of good arguments for saying, you know, let's turn, turn it inside out. You know, are we physical beings who are, you know, being stimulated from the outside in order to progress us as, you know, things in the world that can survive and create progeny and just for the sake of genetic going forward or what we're seeing is uh is it actually the surface of something that's going on underneath the bubbling up of life uh and we're just sort of the evidence of it you know just the surface evidence the three or four dimensions that we can sensually perceive uh now let's talk about other dimensions there are probably an infinite number of dimensions uh so how can we access those? Well, each dimension is actually, if you consider it, it is a line of change. Uh, it is some, uh, we like straight lines, but, you know, space may be curved. There's all kinds of ideas about that. But the general idea is that you can, um, you can kind of come up with a quality. You can say, well, this is left and right. This is up and down. That's forward and back. And each of those things you call a dimension, but each one represents a single point of information. And each point of information you add becomes a new dimension, uh, at least in terms of your values, kind of, you know, or measurement systems go. Bees communicate in six dimensions, apparently. Uh, but, you know, I don't know that they're all, I don't think they're all quote unquote spatial dimensions. Um, but that's just the thing. Space itself is, again, it's, it, if it were just pure information, we wouldn't know the difference being in it. Uh, so, I don't know, it goes back to the Platonic ideal concept you know again is is the universe as we see it simply a shadow of a greater spiritual reality or you know as in the same way that uh, say a three-dimensional cube is actually the shadow of a four-dimensional hypercube or something along those lines hypercube mm-hmm. that's cool yeah it's a cube atop a cube so is the whole really material atop. world just made out of information uh you could take it that way the thing is uh as engaged involved beings we have many ways that we can involve ourselves or consider the world and problems i think it's uh, a mistake sometimes to get caught up in one view uh, one way of viewing things uh, try and pick two or three <laughs> and uh, play with them what is it about the the human mind that we always want to like put things into these one view boxes um well it's it certainly is energy efficient oftentimes and who doesn't like to save a little energy uh, certainly we only have a few neurons to go around and a lot of those are devoted to a lot of stuff uh, and we just want to clear the way for a lot of our practical lives so I don't I can't imagine it has anything to do with anything but just the need to survive and be rational in a crazy world <laughs> so it's the the user interface yeah sure it's the it's the shorthand map we use but again you know the map is not the territory as has often been said <laughs> You're so deep, Scotty. Oh, I am today. I'm probing your depths. Well, I appreciate being... Hi, this is Rory Friedman, co-author of Skinny Bitch, and you're listening to Vegan Radio on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ, LP, Northampton, 103.3 FM, and podcasting at veganradio.com. Love animals, don't eat them, gross. <laughs> <laughs> the op- given the opportunity title, to be. You are here in spirit. Yep, you are. 
Probing the depths of Scotty. <laughs> but we can't have this be a one-sided conversation. I know. When are you going to ask me a question? I Yeah, I know. This is We've um, only got 13 minutes. One of the things I'm not so great at is actually asking questions and probing. I know there's something you've been wanting to ask me, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, I guess I would just ask in terms of what we've been discussing. I mean, I... I I'm really down on all kinds of crazy details because I got into the, you know, the books and journaling. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, I think that uh, for a lot of people, and I include yourself among it, you know, actual action and experience is much more important than uh, having a bunch of ideas and just uh, having a map that you'll eventually get around to using. So uh, what would you say is your... How would you sum up your spirituality? My spirituality? Well, that's a good question, Scotty. Unfortunately, we are out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Tune in next week to find out Derek's spirituality. Actually, um, well, let's see. I've kind of, you know, I think my my veganism and my spirituality kind of, they were both awakened around the same time. Oh, Scott, I forgot to announce. Today is my 13th anniversary of being vegan. Wow. 1996. Wow. 2009. Well, uh, There's those threes and nines again. Happy anniversary. And uh, and it's also Megan Shackleford's because we went together. Oh, God, it's a double anniversary. Wow. Well, congratulations to you both. 13 but years. Geez. Anyway, back to your question. Oh, and thank you both, by the way. <laughs> so, yes, those, those kind of mutually arised for me. Um, yeah, I went on this desert Southwest, uh, trip with my school. It was a photography workshop where we camped all over the Southwest desert and I should tune this to the music here. Oh yeah. Turn it up. And, uh, (laughs) I was doing yoga, eating vegetarian and, uh, yeah, I just had like all these spiritual awakenings and it seemed, it seems like I was kind of propelled towards Buddhism for a while and, and, uh. I really, I really do feel a affinity with Buddhism. Yeah, but I'm not sure if I would call myself a Buddhist. The hard part, I think, for us maybe is that the trappings and the symbolism is so much invested in the Japanese and, and the cultures that it came from. Right, uh, right. Whether it came from India or you know Tibet, uh, a lot of it is really beautiful and rich. There's, I think, the thing that appeals maybe the most to us in the Western culture is the fact that it's so erudite and so well expounded on and that they have a great tradition of deconstructing and taking on each other's work and critiquing it and growing it um which i think is a great uh boon to any religion <laughs> yeah uh that it really is a well, living it seems, thing it seems like as we head towards eschaton the 2012 transformation <laughs> yes yes <laughs> no that's a whole nother subject but Perhaps, uh, yeah, like the, all these world religions and things, we kind of need to melt them down into their essence and then re- recreate something new that speaks more for our time. Yeah. Kind of reboot our operating system of our cultural, uh, spiritual awareness. Yeah, it's a tricky thing. I mean, I feel like uh, so much of what it depends on is, is a connection with nature. Well, that's that's the next thing I want to get to. So lately, I've been more um, feeling this like pull towards shamanism a little bit, and I'm you know I don't profess to know a whole lot about that. It's just like this feeling that's come up in me recently, and like a connection to plant medicines and things. Um, I don't know. I think is and and also experimenting with raw foods and stuff. Like I've found that you know plants themselves have so much nutrition and and kind of an intelligence that interacts with our own bodies, you know, that, you know, if you eat certain plant foods, they'll give you great health. Other plant medicines will alter your consciousness to make you um, see mm-hmm. different perspectives, maybe even different dimensions that we can't access normally. Absolutely. So, and, uh, and you know, even Hinduism evolved from... Um, a shamanistic religion where they drank soma, mm-hmm. which was a plant medicine. A lot of people probably don't know that, but uh, the whole Eastern spirituality kind of evolved 
from where shamanistic roots, as I'm sure all the Western ones have. And yeah, well, in fact, right now in the world, uh, the fourth most popular religion, uh, it may even be the third, is just tribal religions, uh, traditional uh, word of mouth stories and tales uh, passed on from generation to generation. Uh, and a lot of that is being lost as languages are being lost and as cultures yeah. are being displaced, uh, people all moving to cities. Yeah, well, there's a lot being lost, and, and we really need to, you know, it would be a great time for all these different cultures to get together and kind of get what is the essence, what is the truth, what's what we really need to progress forward into a new age and distill it all into a wisdom that could help everyone in the world instead of fighting over whose God is the real God or whatever. Well, it's almost, imp- I think that part of the, the great difficulty is that, um, I think for to a large extent we uh who maybe uh not like you maybe call call ourselves secular humanists or something like that are facing a lot of backlash from um staunchly fundamentally religious people and they're not going to um take any comfort from us. <laughs> no, but they're kind of like dinosaurs. Um they're about to be evolved beyond, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> That's my spiritual theory anyway oh uh, yeah well maybe it's the idea of you know you put something under you know like a, a nut under pressure for long enough and eventually it'll start sprouting roots and yeah. break out of its mold it's true you know i mean these are in a sense you know they're a lot like that they're these in, indigenous little clusters of of groups of people who for various reasons have joined together as communities and and reinforce each other and feel very happy in their communities but don't like people much outside of them and I think that uh, maybe maybe a lot of that is moving is is kind of going by the wayside, you know, because it is. It feels more open. I feel like we're. I think that when people hear about Iran like being such a threat, the first thing I want to do is like, oh, I want to email people in Iran. I want to find out what's going on on the you know with the current generation. I don't want to. I'm not interested in all these uh, pictures that are being drawn for me. I think that maybe more and more of that is like people will be able to like you know at midnight when no, when you know dad isn't around you can go and check out a site on Buddhism, <laughs> uh, you know and find out well uh, is it compatible you know what are these strange symbols I don't really understand what Christ was talking about either but they seem somehow to be I mean, they use a lot of the same words and ah yeah so uh, yeah, I think there's a, a, definitely a possibility for not just that intellectual growth but also just that. F- sense of trust of each other and that yeah i think it really has to happen just realizing the brotherhood and sisterhood of men and women you're my brother scotty (laughs) brother from another mother Two thousand nine. What will it bring for veganism? Well, I hope uh, a lot. <laughs> I have great hope for uh, for this con- for the way the conversation is going. I think it's really great that there is some uh, conversations on care happening, um, and we're going to see. Oh God! <laughs> Listeners, call in with. Uh, I mean, call in. Go to our website, veganradio.com, and um, there's a contact form, all kinds of ways to get a hold of us. We even have a voicemail, which is on the website. I can't remember the number because I'm not professional. (laughs) But um, check out veganradio.com. We'll have show notes. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear more feedback from our listeners so we can tailor this show to your needs. You'd like to hear more of me and Scotty meandering, <laughs> or if you have a better idea, let us know. www.veganradio.com, the station you are listening to in Northampton, Valley Free Radio 103.3 FM. Go vegan.